we thank you for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you for being righteous and faithful and loving and gracious and merciful. God, we honor you today, God. God, we ask that you come into this service and have your way. God, open the people's heart today that they might leave encouraged. God, everyone needs encouragement and hope in this day and age. God, we ask that you touch the hearts of your people. Now, God, I ask that you touch me as I bring forth the word. God, remove me and replace me with your Holy Spirit. God, so that they don't see me, but they see you, God. We thank you for all the things you're going to do in this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, my topic today, as you can see up on the screen, goes along with the song. It says, choose to live and encourage yourself in the Lord. Choose to live and encourage yourself in the Lord. You got to think about it. We have to make the choice. We have to make the choice. Have you ever stopped and thought about the things you choose and how they truly affect you? Yeah, we might think, uh, how is this decision going to affect my family, my kids, my spouse, my significant other, my friends? But did you ever think about how it affects you yourself? Many times we can choose to live for others, not focused on our own needs. The choices we make have a positive or a negative effect on our lives. I mean, it's as simple as breakfast. You can choose a donut, or you can choose a balanced meal. Most of the time, what do we do? We run for that donut because it's quick and easy. We run for the simple things, the easy things, the microwave things, instead of going after those things that are healthy for us. We will many times make those easy choices and cause ourselves pain in the long run. In our choices, we are left to decide death or life. And because many times we face the hardest times of our lives on our own, not knowing how to encourage ourselves for real, and always looking for somebody else to give that encouraging word, we most of the time choose to accept defeat and death. We sometimes choose to sit in our choices instead of choosing to break free. Have you ever been in that place where you've just dealt with it? So today we're going to talk about how to choose to live and encourage ourselves in the Lord. I don't know about you all, but sometimes I get to a place where I feel like I'm dealing with so much on my own. Life issues, talk, taking care of my, my child and working multiple jobs and past traumas and mental and emotional battles, health issues, mistakes, poor life decisions, relationship issues, all of those things. I'm dealing with that. And a lot of times you deal with those things on your own. There's nobody around. Not always somebody to talk to 
And I understand that everybody doesn't always get what I'm going through. Naturally, I'm an encourager. I'm the one always giving the advice. But sometimes I wonder, who's going to encourage me? As I was reading a book one day, I read something powerful, and it said this. Sometimes we esteem others more important than ourselves. We become martyrs. It is wonderful to self-sacrifice, but watch out for self-disdain. If we don't apply some of the medicine that we use to strengthen others, our patients will be healed and we will be dying. We fail to put our mask on first before helping others. In other words, we begin to help others before we heal or deal with ourselves which can leave us, as Pastor says, broke down on the side of the road. As I read that, I thought about the many times I have encouraged so many other people while I myself was dying on the inside. I don't know about you, but I have been in this position so many times, pouring and pouring and pouring into everyone else, and becoming empty and barely being able to pick myself up. So I want us to learn today how to choose life and encourage ourselves in the Lord. The focus scripture today will be coming from Psalms 118. And I'm going to focus more on verse 17 and 18, but I'm going to read all of it. Okay, I'm going to read 1 through 18. And it says, and this is in a New Living Translation if you want to follow along. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He is, his faithful love endures forever. Let all Israel repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, the priests, repeat his faithful love endures forever. Let all who fear the Lord repeat his faithful love endures forever. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is for me. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. It is better for me to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes Though hostile nations surround me, I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Yes, they surrounded me and attacked me, but I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. They swarmed me like bees. They blazed against me like crackling fire, but I destroyed them with the authority of the Lord. My enemies 
did their best to kill me, but the Lord rescued me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done gracious things. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done gracious things. I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not let me die. He did not let me die. Now, there is so much in that. There's so much in that. Now, you got to think about this. This is said to be David, the writer. And we know David. He's been through all types of issues and problems. Some he got himself into, some other people got him into. But he's been through all types of trials and tribulations. And he's standing here and he's saying, the Lord is faithful. In other words, I got the victory. No matter what's coming up against me, I don't know where he was at this point, but I know that he was trying to let himself know, I've got the victory. He said, I shall not die, but live. All right, so I'm going to talk about a few of these verses because a few of them were, were real, real important to me. Like, when he kept saying his faithful love endures forever. All right. Uh, he said, let everybody. He pointed out everybody. Make everybody say that his faithful love endures forever. See, sometimes when we're going through things, we forget that God loves us. We forget he loves us in spite of us. See, because God has this unconditional love. We talk about love a lot. Love is thrown around. Oh, I love you. I love you. It's become a lightweight word. But love is a heavy word. Because love stayed on that cross for us. Love was buried for us. Love was risen for us. It's a heavy word. But when we think about the love of God, we think about unconditional. There's no condition. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care how messed up you are. And we all a mess. I love you. I love you. That's the type of love. And he's saying his faithful love. And what does it mean to be faithful? I can lean and depend on. I can always depend on that love to be there. It's always there no matter what I do. His Faithful love endures forever. He said, in my distress. You ever been in distress? In my distress, I prayed to the Lord. And he answered me. But he didn't just answer me. He set me free. 
we're praying to the Lord, and He hears us while we're still in bondage. While we're still in bondage. Some choices we choose. He said, in my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and He answered me, and He set me free. The Lord is for me. Now, where have we heard that again? If God be for me, who can be against me? Paul said that. If he be for me. But see, David is saying it here. He said it first. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. If God be for me. What can mere people do to me? So why we be so stressed out about what people say and do? Why we so stressed out about a Facebook post? He ain't just calling people, he called them mere people. <laughs> what can, you ever think about that word, mere people? What can mere people do to me? <laughs> he called them little. What can little people do to me? That they ain't got no power. <laughs> he said, yes. He reiterates, yes. The Lord is for me. If God be for me. Again, who can be against me? What can mere people do to me? He will help me. So when we feeling like we're going through those trials and issues alone, know that your help from the Lord. But this is where it got deep for me. It said, the hostile nation surrounded me. You think about hostile. Now think about all of the violence that's going on. But think about your haters. Think about the horrible things that they have to say to you. The hostile remarks. They surrounded and now you're surrounded by that. You ever feel like you always surrounded by trouble? Just walking around, it's always around. He said, I'm surrounded. Surrounded. But there's there's the praise right there. But I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Well, how do we destroy it? We got to know the word. We got to have a word for that. Everybody walking around saying, there's an app for that. No, there's a word for that. There's a word for that. You got to start speaking the word. And then he went on to say, <laughs> they surrounded me and attacked me. Yes, they attacked me. They surrounded me and attacked me. But I destroyed them all again with the authority of the Lord. He knows where his power comes from. Do we know where our power comes from? Then it says they swarm around me like bees. Now, some people might be allergic to bees, so they try to stay away from me. But have you ever seen a swarm of bees? 
if they coming at you, it's pretty scary. Your natural reaction is to swing, but you shouldn't because that makes them more angry. <laughs> but think about those bees coming at you, and you're swinging at them, and they coming more vicious at, at you. But he said, I destroyed even that. I destroyed the fire with the authority of the Lord. He knows where his power is. My enemies did their best to kill me. Take me out. Think about that. How many times have you felt like life was just going to take you out? <laughs> I can't take no more. It's one more thing. Happens, God, I am going to die here. remember where you were when the Lord rescued you? <laughs> Do you remember what was going on when the Lord rescued you? People out here having suicidal thoughts and the Lord touches their life to not allow it to happen. The Lord rescued you going through mental battle so bad you want to crash your car into a wall but the Lord rescues you sickness got a hold of your body you don't know if you're going to live or die but the Lord rescues you he rescues you about that. I think about that. that. That's a testimony of mine. Going through so much that I didn't want to live. I thought about crashing my car into a wall. But the Lord rescued me. He rescued me. He put reminders in my head. You got a baby. You got something to live for. You ain't giving up right now. The Lord rescued me. You got to think about that. How many times has he rescued you from you? The strong right arm of the Lord has done gracious things, even when we don't deserve it. I know we have heard the scripture so many times, but it's for me, I was thinking about what I shall not die in. He's telling himself he's not going to die. I'm not going to die. And when I think about the scripture, I think I shall not die in my sin. I shall not die in my depression. I shall not die in my heart issues. I shall not die in my pride. I shall not die in my anxiety. I shall not die in my sickness. I shall not die in my brokenness. I shall not die. 
He didn't say, I don't want to die. He said, I shall not die. He made a declaration. He wasn't saying, God, I don't want to die in this. He said, I shall not die. Again, David has so many trials and tribulations. He had been through so many different things, not just things that he put himself through, but things people put him through. But at this point in the scripture, he decided, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. I found this definition definition of the word live, and it was interesting. I, it said, to be alive, to find a way to, subs, to subsist. And subsist means to maintain or support oneself. To engage with life in a certain way. To survive. To exist in a certain location. Now, I thought that was so important because when you think about living, you know, you think about, ooh, I woke up this morning, I'm alive. But this goes on to say, to maintain or support one's self. How about that encouraging word to yourself? To engage with life in a certain way. Well, how should we live? Hey, like this thing. To survive. How about when everything is going haywire? You feel like you're losing everything. To survive. That I thought that definition was so real and it brought everything to light because you know we just think oh I'm alive thank you Jesus I'm alive but when trials happen God I'm gonna die no you still alive you just gotta learn how to support oneself and survive Many times we get to the place where we just want to give up. Instead of speaking life over ourselves, we result to complaining and speaking negatively about what we're going through. God, I'm so tired of going through this. This don't make no sense. I'm so tired of struggling. I ain't never going to get out of this situation. We result to doing that. But the scripture teaches us that we should begin to speak life even to dead situations. Remember in the previous verse, he was reminding himself of the victories. Scripture tells us uh, in Proverbs 18.21, the part A part of it, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So, in other words, you got the power to change things with your mouth. What are you speaking over your life? What are you speaking over your children's life? What are you speaking over your life? We have the power to change everything. 
have to begin to encourage ourselves, even when it seems there's no one there to encourage us. I'm sorry to tell you, but you ain't always going to have a friend around. You are not always going to have somebody to call. You're going to call somebody, oh, they always pick up their phone. You have reached. You're not always going to have someone there. Especially in, in instances like me, and I, I know Sister Sherelle, Sister Tonya, understand when you're a minister, don't nobody want to hear from you. But yeah, uh, unless you call in to pray with me about my issues, don't call me. It's a lonely road sometimes in ministry. You ain't always somebody around so you got to learn how to lift yourself up lift your heads oh ye gates and be ye lifted up ye everlasting doors for the king of glory shall that's a promise come in Psalms 118:17 goes on to say I shall not die but live when I got to the but live, I began to think about what it means to live, but not just live, but to live in Jesus. When we live in Jesus, we live with peace, joy, prosperity, true love, direction, safety, security, salvation, and justification. To have a life free of condemnation, shame, guilt, worry, or anything that tears us down when we live in Jesus. But to have life abundantly, as God promised us, we have to begin to have an attitude about ourselves that exemplifies God's attitude towards us. See, because sometimes we beat ourselves up. God, I ain't worth nothing. Well, he thought you was worth it because he died. God, I, I can't do nothing right. God, I just, you know, I just don't know. Then you start speaking that stuff over your kids. You ain't going to be good for nothing. But see, that's your view of yourself that you're putting on your child. Until we learn how to encourage ourselves and look positively upon ourselves, we can't look positively upon nobody else around us. We'll see all the negative things. We won't see nothing positive because that's how we view us. We have to begin to look at ourselves and, and have that attitude towards us that God has toward us. The book I was reading said, never allow yourself to settle for anything less than the attitude God wants us to have in our hearts. Don't settle. 
don't settle, even on yourself. You a procrastinator, stop procrastinating. Have, have a standard for yourself. Set a standard. God has a standard. He expects more from us. Why don't we expect more from us? He thinks we can do it. Why don't we think we can do it? He put that there. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why would he tell us that if he didn't think we could do it? But see, you got to have Christ within you to get that extra strength. You can't do it on your own. You got to know where your power lies like David knew. He knew. It went on to say, be sure to nurture what you want to grow and starve what you want to die. Nurture what you want to grow and starve what you want to die. All right, so if you want positivity to grow, you nurture that. How do you nurture that? You read the word of God. You start speaking that word to yourself. Now, how you starve it? A lot of people already do. Don't read the word. right there. You're starving yourself because the word is the bread of life. So you're not nurturing yourself. You're letting yourself die. But that's a choice. You can choose to read the word or you can choose not to. Well, what are you nurturing? Are you nurturing a bad relationship? Is that what has all your time? Are you nurturing your job? Is that what's important to you? Are you nurturing your bills? Because, you know, sometimes we talk about our bills more than anything. What are you nurturing? What's becoming big in your life? And what are you starving? Are you nurturing your prayer life? Are you nurturing your time and your relationship with God? What are you nurturing? What are you starving? Strive to nurture what you want to grow and starve what you want to die. In other other words, if we want to live, we have to feed ourselves life. We have to encourage ourselves through the word of God. We have to believe the word when it says that we are the head and not the tail. We have to believe the word when it says we are above and not beneath. We have to believe when it says we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We have to believe it. Whenever something is torn, it does not heal easily. But Jesus torn or broken heart. Are you dealing with a broken heart? I know I've been there. I know I've dealt with it. Yeah, healing takes time. If you expect it to happen like that, you, you ain't looking for healing. It takes time. 
and sometimes things come off and rip the scab off and start the process all over again.
should have mentally, physically destroyed us. We should be screaming, thank you, Jesus. Every breath we take, every move we make should be giving him the glory because he helped us get through things that should have killed us. He still gets us through things that should kill us. That can take us out. We serve a faithful God. We are unable to do it on our own strength. But by God's strength, we are able to make it. Not only speaking life, but we have to be willing to choose life. When we are when we get ourselves in a situation, and we do, we don't know how to get ourselves out. So then that's when we be going to God, God, please get me out of this. If you get me out of this, I won't do this again. Please get me out of this. And we turn around, we get in something else. Please, God, get me out of this. We get ourselves into trouble. But the scripture says in Deuteronomy 30, 19, and y'all have heard this many times before. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. I'm calling my witnesses, heaven and earth. I want everybody to see. I want everybody to be aware. I'm giving you choices. You choose life or death, blessings and curses. Choose life. I'm giving you the answer. I gave you the answer. Now, I told you what to choose. But I'm not taking away your will to choose. See, I'm a good God, so I want you to have the good things. I'm telling you to choose life. It's your choice, though. So you and your children. or telling you to make this choice just for you. It's for everything and everyone connected to you. Now what you going to choose? This shows us that living is a choice. We can choose to die in whatever we in, whatever situation we in. We can, we can choose to sit there and stay or we can choose to get up and live. We have to begin to choose life. We have to begin to choose to live and not die. We have to choose to live a life pleasing to God so that we can experience 
the things of God. We have to begin to motivate ourselves to live life worth living. Because at the end of the day, it is worth living. And not just living, but living for God and living for God on purpose. We have to begin to apply the medicine to ourselves so that we don't heal others and die ourselves. We need to remind ourselves of the victories and the loyalty of God that he has toward us. And even when we ain't loyal, God is loyal. We have to accept that the battles are going to come. They're going to come. We are going to be surrounded by trouble. But in Jesus, we have the power, the authority, and the victory over those things. Begin to speak. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Begin to speak. If God be for me, who can be against me? Begin to speak. I am the head and not the tail. Begin to speak. I am above and not beneath. I am the righteousness of God. I am a child of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We have to begin to speak the word of God. We have to begin to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Are you going to encourage yourself? Are you going to choose to live? Are you going to choose life? Because when you choose life, everything connected to you lives. When you choose life, everything connected to you lives. It's a promise. Everything. Everything connected to you lives. Remember, nurture what you want to grow. Starve what you want to die. Don't starve yourself. Don't starve yourself. Don't give so much of yourself that you have nothing left for you. Trust me, it ain't worth it. us to preach the word. But we can't preach something we ain't got. We, we can't give something we ain't got. We can't pour out something we ain't reading. We can't fill up other people's cup when ours is empty. Do not yourself up again ain't nobody always gonna be there to tell you oh it's gonna be okay sometimes you gotta tell yourself I can make it in spite of what 
encourage yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you for your life, God. We thank you for everything you give to us. God, we thank you for keeping us and covering us and giving us the power to come out of things. God, we thank you for protecting us from danger seen and unseen. God, we thank you that you didn't allow us to die in the things that should have took us out. God, we thank you. God, now I ask that you touch the hearts of your people that they walk out and choose to live. God, I pray that these people choose life that they may be able to live and that their children may be able to have a life. God, we thank you for your promises that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. No matter what we're going through, God, if you be for us, who can be against us? God, we thank you for your promises. God, now we ask that you just have your way the rest of this service, God. We thank you for the word. We thank you for this time, God. And in Jesus' name, we pray all these things.